welcome back to another episode. We have a very serious question. Thoughts on Meyer lemons? Because we were just talking about this and I feel like I need to know the community's opinion. I need to get, okay, mini rant. Story time on Meyer lemons. Meyer lemons are a cross between a lemon and a mandarin orange. So when you get them, they're like a little bit bigger than a normal lemon and they're orange. But they're, they're also like glossy. They're more sour than a normal orange but they're you know more sweet than a normal lemon fine for baking you know fine for like maybe a cocktail maybe a salad dressing but that's like tentative. if you're if you're making like a sweet citrus vinaigrette you want to use some meyer lemons okay like i get the vibes not for a casual savory dinner no because they're sweet they're too sweet like okay because I'm a big lemon gal. I love a good sour bite. I am not adding that to my pesto pasta. No. Or like roasted asparagus. You think I'm going to just squeeze a Meyer lemon on that? No. No. Because it's going to be sweet. And it like low-key just... T- like y- you can peel a Meyer lemon and like eat it. Like it's sweet. Also, one of my roommates like... Not like kind of roasted me, but like mentioned that I use a lot of garlic, which I do... And was like, yeah, well, you know, there is a thing is too much garlic. I don't think there's a thing is like, obviously, in theory, you can put too much garlic, but like, it's really hard to over garlic. Honestly, okay, here's here's my opinion on that. If you're using raw garlic, like there have been times where I make this like orzo pasta salad and I'll put raw garlic in it because I don't cook anything right in it. And I can only use one clove because it's like raw garlic. But when you're cooking garlic... There's never a thing is too much garlic. That's, I, I always want more. Yes, same. Always. I love garlic. I'm well, garlic I don't think gal. she said that I use too much garlic, but the joke was like, we get garlic and I'm the one who goes through all of it. Yeah. Which is fair, but like, y'all are just not using enough garlic. But garlic is essential. I think I smell like garlic right now. Like, it's gotten to the point where it's like, if I'm going to the store and buying garlic, I need to buy like six heads of garlic. Oh, Yeah. I go through it so quickly. Like that little sleeve thing. Like that's like a week's worth of garlic. Yeah, I agree. Ugh, when I was rooming with Antonella, my Italian roommate last year, we actually went through so much garlic. There's nothing like garlic. Like garlic is unmatched. It's amazing. I actually think I, we ran out of garlic yesterday. I think I used the rest of it yesterday. Oh, so sad. And now like, or maybe not yesterday, maybe a few days ago. I need to go get some more garlic. I wish that I was the type of person where I could, okay, and then we I will shut up, but, like, I wish I could, like, peel and chop my garlic in advance and have it, like, sitting in a little mason jar and, like, throw my it in. My mom does that, but we have a food processor. Yeah, my mom does that with the food processor, and I love it because it's so convenient, but the actual thought of, like, having to prep that yeah, she's sounds hellish. I have another little mini rant because we were just talking about this. Why is food so expensive? I used to go to the to Trader Joe's during like when I was never leaving my apartment like it was all everything was virtual like I was never leaving and I would spend like 50 to 60 dollars on like 10 days to two weeks of groceries and again I was at home I was eating all of my meals at home I was eating a normal amount of food like my food intake has not changed Again, $50 for like two weeks. Now, 
and I get it you know now I have a job so I'm like splurging on some things but why have I spent like 150 dollars on food in the past week well and to clarify you are a vegetarian so like your food costs are, are lower but like last year same time period as Lexus I would spend I'm gonna say 70 dollars because I would go to Whole Foods for and a get, week for a week so I was I was really spending like 30 dollars a week I would spend seventy dollars a week, on it, but I would have high weeks and low weeks. So like yeah, seventy would be the high end, and then like fifty would be my low week. Right. But now, I literally can't get what I need for a week for fifty dollars. Like those low weeks weren't like oh I wasn't getting new stuff for meals. It was just like oh last week I bought like the olive oil or whatever. But it's out of control. It's also so. It's like I have like really watched with my eyes the prices go up and I don't even care like it's not like I don't have the money to spend like and if I really wanted to only spend $50 a week on groceries I there are ways I could cut my costs that I don't want to do but I I I feel like I don't know what's happening I feel like I buy a bunch of food and then my fridge is empty and I don't understand it it's so expensive it's so don't and like the thing is, is I get less cranky when prices go up to eat food out because I'm like, that's a luxury. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, I'm choosing to go out to eat. But when it's groceries, I get more angry. Like, I would be happier. Like, everyone was so upset when Chipotle's prices went up. And I, like, in theory was upset. But I was like, that's fine. Yeah, Their food costs like... have increased. Whatever. But when it's to the point that I'm seeing such a drastic difference... It's, it's so it's so frustrating it's so frustrating because i just and i know it's like inflation and technically i did get a raise so now like i i am making more money so it's like whatever maybe it's all the same but something about like spending 80 dollars for a week's worth of groceries and then also having to supplement throughout the week yeah it's darkness is weird it's weird. I also, other mini thing, I hate that you can only buy certain quantities of, like, vegetables. What do you mean? Like, because I, in an ideal world, I would have spinach, kale, and regular lettuce. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. But, like, if I buy a bag of kale, a bag of spinach, and a whole thing of, you know, romaine lettuce, that's, like, three heads of lettuce, it's going to go bad before I eat it all. See, this is why I kind of like that I share veggies with my roommates because I'm able to buy all the variety things. Like this week, we have three containers of cherry tomatoes in our fridge. Like we started this week with three containers and because we didn't communicate with each other. And we were like, oh, no, what if they go bad? Yeah. And then I was like, I can just make us marinara sauce. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. But we've already gone through one. <laughs> also arugula. Yeah. I would also like to have arugula in my rotation. But I have to limit myself to one green a week. My green of the week is kale. Ooh, I love kale. had the most amazing salad this morning. This will be my last thing that I say. It was kale. Yummy. Um, my or lemon? <laughs> <laughs> no. It was only missing lemon. The only thing I needed was lemon. Okay. This is before I went and bought my lemons. Kale. Massaged, of course. Cherry tomatoes. Pickled onions. Um, avocado. A hard-boiled egg. A salad is sexual. And then I did 
the vegan Caesar dressing from Trader Joe's. Okay, I went to Trader Joe's. They didn't have the vegan Caesar dressing. And hey, I prime. wanted to die. So I did the vegan Caesar dressing and then Parmesan cheese, salt, pepper, red pepper flakes. It was divine. Why am I hungry right now? <laughs> like, that salad, it was like sweet green who? Sweet green I don't who? know. Where. I will say kale Caesar salads. Elite. Unmatched. New level of good. Should we get into the episode? Yeah, we probably should. Um, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. The news. Okay, starting off with a very positive story. So the first For part, once. For once. I feel like I usually pick like the saddest stories for no reason. So the first participants were vaccinated in phase one of a clinical trial for a new HIV vaccine just last week. So this vaccine uses Moderna's mRNA technology that's also in the COVID vaccine. This is amazing because it's much better than like the current options that we have for preventative measures, such as like condoms or safe injection sites or PrEP. Um, So I don't know if you've heard of PrEP, but it's a medicine that people who can take who are at risk for HIV from either sex or like drug injection. However, PrEP can't be used by people who are assigned female at birth. So if your like risk of HIV is from vaginal sex, you can't use PrEP. And that's like one type of PrEP. So like technically the other type everyone can use for safe drug injection, but it's primarily targeted towards gay men. Like that's who their target audience is. And while PrEP is really effective, you have to take it before you like contract HIV and you have to take it every single day at the same time prior to exposure. It's male birth control. It's male birth control, (laughs) but it's also really interesting because like a lot of people like will take it, but they won't even be interacting with partners who are HIV positive. Like they just don't know. There's so much uncertainty and it like, disproportionately the people who take prep are like white gay men because like filling prescriptions is expensive and it's not covered by all insurance because it's not necessarily seen as quote-unquote necessary so it would be really nice if there was like a vaccine that people could just take to prevent against hiv also like i don't know if people know this but like hiv aids also affects children so being able to have a vaccine to prevent children from getting hiv would be really great those are my thoughts it would be great we love public health um initiatives yes <laughs> it was i don't was know a... what happened there but i completely lost my train of okay i'm so excited about the second story because it's literally just like drama but like on a really big level okay i'm gonna tell you guys something that you have never probably heard before i'm kind of like breaking news here um professional sports are racist what who would have thunk it? Today we're talking about the NFL and Brian Flores. So last Tuesday, last week, Flores sued the NFL for racial discrimination. Crazy. Wild. Um, so he's only 40 years old, this guy, Brian, that's suing, which is crazy because it's really going to hurt his chances of ever getting a job in the NFL ever again. Or really probably other major sports yeah the nfl is like known for being really conservative yeah and so like even if he like i mean if he wins the lawsuit he's gonna get a lot of money so he's probably never gonna have to work again 
Yeah, but however, I'm, if he loses, then it's just he's like, screwed. Yeah. Um. So there's screenshots. Mm. Leah is very excited about the screenshots. Um, we'll explain the screenshots first. So basically, what happened is that um, Bill Belichick, who is like the most successful coach in the NFL, um, texted Brian Flores on getting the job on getting the job of head coach of the New York Giants. But he made a little oopsies because Belichick meant to send, meant to send the text to a different white coach named Brian Dabble. Dabble? No idea. Um, when he received the text, Brian Flores, who is black, I don't know if we well, we substantiated that, but... It's confusing because there's white Brian, black Brian. Okay, I'm just going to say... I'm not going to say Black Brian. I'm not going to call him Black Brian. <laughs> Flores. Um, Brian Flores, who is Black, was still preparing for his interview. So once he got that text, he knew that the Giants had picked someone else. Okay, wait. Let me read the text and then we will continue. So do you want to be Bill and I'll be Brian? Okay. Yeah. You're Bill. Go, take it up. Take it away. Sounds like you have landed. Congrats. Did you hear something I didn't hear? Giants? I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. Got it. I hear from Buffalo and NYC that you are their guy. Hope it works out if you want it to. That's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, coach. Thank you. Coach, are you talking about Brian? Are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian DeBolt? De Just making sure. Sorry. I'm assuming that says fucked. It's yeah. redacted. I fucked this up. I double checked and I misread the text. I think they're naming DeBolt. I'm sorry about that. BB. Thanks, Bill. So, okay. Basically. It's, it's interesting because some people think that he, so not that he thought that he was texting the white Brian. I think he actually thought this guy got the job mm -hmm. and then was like, wait a minute. I didn't realize two Brian's were interviewing for it. But basically, um, why does, how is this racial discrimination? You might be asking. So... Brian, white Brian, Brian DeVol, was hired before the interview process was technically over. Um, and the NFL requires each team to interview at least one non-white candidate for any head coaching job. So by interviewing Flores, they would technically be following this rule. However, we can understand that they only wanted to interview Flores to meet their like rule quota, whatever you want to call it since someone else was hired before he even interviewed. Well, so this is the juicy thing, because if Bill had never texted Brian, he never would have known. Exactly. Like, he would have gone in for his interview on Thursday, he would have not gotten the job, and he would have been like, oh, they went with someone else, whatever. Yeah. Happens. He might have suspected racial discrimination, but he, like, he wouldn't really There's know. There's nothing to substantiate it. But the fact that this guy accidentally texted him, like, days before his interview, and that he has all these screenshots... Like, there's just no denying it. That's also so sad. Yeah, because he was, he, like, was so excited about yeah. the coaching job. Like, I think if he had his way, he wouldn't be suing the NFL whatsoever. He would just, like, interview for the... I just think it's so spicy. It is spicy. Like, it's really drama, but also, like, serious. Speaking of drama, we have to talk about Russia and Ukraine, and I know that's going to annoy all of you, so I'm going to try to make it fun. So, because, like, I am an international relations major, so I obviously think this shit is interesting. But, like, I can understand, like, sometimes the way 
that news publications write about it. They act like everyone is inherently interested in this when people are like, I am not. What is going on? I want to make it clear. I could give less of a fuck about Ukraine. Okay. Well, I, I like, don't want Ukraine to be annexed, but anyway. Well, me neither. But so, I'm saying that, like... No, okay, like, y- like based on other issues, this is probably the one that you least care about. Or, yes. like, would read articles about. Yes. So, what the fuck is Putin's problem? The girls, Russia, and Ukraine are fighting. So, Putin is the president of Russia... And right now he's massing thousands of troops on the border of Ukraine. This is a little flashback to like the Cold War vibes, East versus West, because Ukraine used to be a part of the Soviet Union and then the Soviet Union fell, etc. So Russia's basically being a dick and like a bully and doesn't want Russia wants Ukraine. Ukraine doesn't want to be a part of Russia. Basically, um, I saw this great metaphor that was like, um, Russia is Ukraine's mom. Ukraine wants to go to college. Russia wants Ukraine to stay at home forever. Literally. And and not go to college. And not meet new people. The new people in question, NATO. NATO. You might be asking yourself... I don't know what NATO is. It's the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And the reason is it's basically a bunch of countries who, like, trade together. They protect each other's security interests, etc. They're allies. Yeah, they're buddies. They're pals. You know what I mean? These He wants to join a club. Ukraine wants to join a club at college. Ukraine's trying to go to college, wants to join a club. Basically, Russia and Ukraine are in this, like, toxic on-and-off relationship. And Ukraine really wants to, like, branch out... And, like, meet other people and, like, make friends because they feel like they're in this codependent relationship. And, you know, Ukraine is like, okay, like, you know, what if I join, you know, like, the mock trial team? And Russia is like, no, because that means you wouldn't be spending time with me and you know that I need you. And I need you to promise me that you're not going to do that. Exactly. So... Russia really wants to increase its sphere of influence. And basically the U.S. was like, yeah, you can't say that. Like, you can't say (laughs) that an independent country can't join an organization. Yeah. What? Which is, like, valid? That's, like, a basic sovereignty rule. And then also Russia was like, y'all are being dramatic. We're just building up our troops for fun. Like, I don't know where you got this war idea. Um, They also invaded ukraine in 2014 like this has happened like they just like like to do this this is one thing where like i actually do think the u.s is doing the right thing like i think we need to take a hard stance against this because ukraine Mm -hmm. is a sovereign state however i don't know i feel like i don't know if you saw the talk with biden like we also need to listen to like what the ukrainian people want I just think that the U.S. is really trigger happy. They are really like, war? We can send troops? Yes, let's go. It's also like the U.S. isn't doing this for Ukraine's interests. They're doing it for their own interests exactly. because they want to limit Russia's sphere of influence. Exactly. I think if the besties, if NATO could get together and formulate like an international plan, yeah, that would be magical. And I think if Russia could leave ukraine the fuck alone and let them join their mock trial team everyone would appreciate it however putin has chose chosen violence um 
And I know we're talking about it, like, really lightheartedly, but this is a really big deal. Like, in 2014, it was, like, really bloody and horrible for the people in Ukraine. Yeah. So, speaking of another fun story, go ahead, Alexis. I hate spewing on the rise. <laughs> I have issues. I'm not allowed to write the stories anymore. I hate speeches on the rise in India. Um... Yeah, so... Things are dark. Things, we started off so high, and we're just going worse and worse and worse. So extremist um, elements are taking their militant messages into the mainstream, and they're hoping to reshape the republic into a Hindu state. Um, there should be no religious states, but whatever. I'm not going to get into that. So this hateful agenda is being enabled by political leaders and law enforcement officials who are really just giving them their endorsement. Um, but, like, not really. Like, it's kind of, like, under the table. Yeah. You know? It's very much, like, Trump being like, well, there's good people on both sides. Exactly. It's the same thing. Like, it's to not to not go against it. What's that quote that's, like, to be neutral, to be on the side of the oppressor type yeah. vibe? Um, so vigilantes have used false accusations and stereotypes to beat people. Um, such as Muslims disrespecting cows, considered holy by some Hindus, and tried to limit women's mobility on fears that Hindu women might be seduced by Muslim men. So really just horrible and bad. So I have so many thoughts on this, so I'm just going to start. Like, as someone who is a Hindu, I feel like because it's such a minor religion in the United States, I don't really see, like, acts of violence on behalf of like religious beliefs if that makes sense yeah because it's usually like christianity well, because that's like what's common in the u.s i also think that like average american could not differentiate differentiate between hinduism and islam yes this is true so um we're all just brown no i'm just kidding uh but I, this is really upsetting to me like the track that india is facing and like the regression into wanting to be a hindu state especially because we saw with the separation of like india and pakistan that like religious states just don't work and the fighting continues and i think that like learning to coexist with other religions is a good thing also like this isn't the ideology of the religion like once again you're taking something that's supposed to be good and manipulating it for your own gains also there's like sexist undertones like the idea that like oh, we have to limit women's mobility because Hindu women are so stupid that they can't control who they're seduced by is, like, really dumb, and I, like, don't understand why they think that. Um, however, like, President Modi has just been, like, horrible. Like, he's just, like, a horrible human being. He, like, allowed religious ceremonies to take place during COVID because it was increased popularity, and, like, people were dying, and I just, like... The Muslim, like, hatred continues to permeate so much in India, and I, like, really think it's the dumbest thing ever. And I get it. A lot of it has to do with, like, well, they killed us. And it's like, okay, you also killed them, like, in the war, and you're killing them now. So this whole, like, they hurt us, so, like, we have to fight back ideology is, like, not good. And, like, it's interesting because a lot of the anti-Muslim rhetoric in India is fundamentally different than the anti-Muslim rhetoric in the u.s of course um because it's like cultural specific because like people in india aren't like oh those stupid brown people because like they're all brown <laughs> we're all brown you know what i mean I it's just, not racially motivated but i could see some of my like 
older family members not like going out and beating people obviously like i don't think they would do that but and i don't think that they support like a hindu state but i could see them being like well we understand why people might think that like microaggressions like similar microaggressions that like white people make towards black people in the u.s people like well muslims are just like inherently dangerous or like i've heard things like well they oppress women they make yeah it's their culture it's their culture like i've had family members be like well you can't marry a muslim because they oppress women and they just won't understand someone like you as if so this is like really close to home for me as if there's not so many muslim women who are so liberated yeah it's people it's so funny because it's like you have people being like women should wear sundresses and like be free and then you have other people being like women should cover up and be modest and it's like literally just let people do what the fuck they want to do also like if if white people americans have no problem with nuns then why would they have a problem with someone wearing a hijab or wearing any sort of facial or body covering like who why do you care so much when it's a muslim maybe let's unpack that jeremy jeremy (laughs) okay so we're gonna go to a little light like we're talking about valentine's day today so i thought it would be like a cute little segue about what do romance novels teach us about love so emily henry she's the author of people we met on vacation i absolutely love that book and beach read which i haven't read yet very good but I'm going to read it. So this is her thoughts on love. It's not like an expert, but I just thought it was like fun. Um, So she said, when you're reading about a couple, what really makes you root for them is seeing how each of them brings out, brings certain things out of the other. It grows the character. In real life, that's something really exciting. Even when you make a new friend to feel like, oh, there's this whole other part of me I didn't know existed. And now this person, for whatever reason, has the key to this little room in my heart. It changes you. Um, compatibility is about this third space. If you have a Venn diagram, it's that overlap between you and the other person and how much you enjoy being there. And I just thought that was really cute. Very cute. Also, her books, like, she later goes on to the article talking. She basically was, they were like, how do you write your books? And she's like, I take common tropes and just, like, play with them. Yeah. Um, Beatrice is very cute. People we met on vacation is so cute. And she does take, like, the best friend trope. But she does a really good job with it. Well, Beach Read is enemies to lovers. Which is honestly not my favorite trope. I'm definitely more of a best friends to lovers gal. But Beach Read was amazing. I read it <laughs> in one sitting, essentially, which took me like six hours. She has a new book, and I'm very tempted to buy it. It's like a 400-page book. It's very good. I'm not usually a romance person. I don't really seek out romance novels. Um... Or, like, romantic comedies. But it was very cute. Um, Sometimes you just need a little bit of escapism to get you through the day. No, I eventually want to buy People We Met on Vacation because I could see myself, like, rereading it over and over again. Yeah. But I want to buy her new book. I will say, with Beach Read, I was expecting... Because it takes place on the beach. Right. So I was, like, expecting, like, okay, like, Florida, California. Um, It's... The beach is on Lake Michigan. <laughs> Emily, baby. Like, it's really cute. It's, like, coastal small town vibes. Like, I get it. But I was very much expecting, like, beautiful blue water. Like, the, those videos you see on Instagram from those, like, travel vloggers. Yeah. And we get Lake Michigan. But it's very good. 
would recommend. Um, anyway, since that's a perfect segue into our little Valentine's Day episode, we are going to be completely unhinged. So, like, if you need to turn this off for your own mental health, like, I completely get that. However, if you want to hear our controversial thoughts, stay on. They're not controversial thoughts. Murder on Valentine's Day. <laughs> We always say we're but why did the mic make that a horrible sound? I, I hope you didn't it. hear it. Um it's time. We're back from our 15 second musical interval. And we're talking about Valentine's Day. Also, I didn't realize that it was two years ago when we had a discussion about Valentine's Day. Yeah. What did we say? Basically, we were like fuck valentine's day it's a worthless holiday like fuck you like blah 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 um i was just bitter because i was single and i was like was i single no (laughs) i just have issues (laughs) well i don't think i think i was very much like fuck valentine's day and you were like yeah there's so much pressure i was like fuck valentine's day because i don't have a boyfriend (laughs) like I hate my life and you were like well I do have a boyfriend and like we're doing great I just don't really like the pressure and the expectation of Valentine's Day. Why am I crying? Um yeah I okay thoughts now on Valentine's Day what are your thoughts? I am a fan but and this goes into one of our later points I guess I can just bring it up now I feel like I've been getting low-key insecure about valentine's day why are you laughing (laughs) no 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 just because it's so stupid and i recognize that but i'll see tiktoks of people's relationships and they'll be doing this like grandiose valentine's day thing and it's like he's getting her like thousand dollars worth of gifts or hundreds of dollars or whatever and like whatever and i'm like oh my god like why is that not my relationship like why like i i'm not even doing something that big and we can get into our respective plans in a little bit But then I'm like, who fucking cares? Yeah, I feel like it's it's really interesting because I'm such an avid consumer of like romance novels and like romance new movies. And like I consume a lot of love. Like I love watching love, reading about love, hearing about people falling in love. I think it's very cute. That's why when I meet couples, I'm like, tell me your how you met story because I always think they're cute. Yeah. But sometimes they're not sometimes they're not and then i'm like i didn't why did i ask this question it's like i cheated on her with my and i'm like i didn't ask um but i did well you know ch- you cheated i cheated with her okay whatever but i am i think i'm it's funny that i love consuming love because i'm a more private person and so i will see these really cute tiktoks of like couples like dancing in the street or like having cute intimate moments on camera and i don't like not like I would post TikToks because, like, I don't know how to do that. But, like, I don't take a lot of videos of, like, intimate moments, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I'm more, I feel like I'm more private with my own love. And sometimes I'm, like, I don't feel insecure you about that. You also hate PDA. I also hate PDA. I don't feel insecure about that. But sometimes I'm, like, it would be nice to be the type of person who loved outward displays of affection 
mean, I don't make TikTok. I don't mind PDA. I have a we Kira and I developed a whole PDA scale, but I'm not gonna get into that because that was like a fever dream. <laughs> um, but I I just feel like I can rationalize it to myself, and I'm like, okay, the reason I'm not getting a Cartier bracelet for Valentine's Day is because who the fuck has the money for a Cartier bracelet? Right. Like, it's so irrational. But sometimes I'm like, oh, like whatever. I wish that I did this and I did this and I did this, and I'm like, okay. Uh, we don't have the money for that. We're yeah. all, like, we're in college. I don't need a Birkin for Valentine's Day. I've never, I don't even want, I don't even use purses. Yeah, no, I think that TikTok can f- like create false expectations. Exactly. And I think it's harmful for people who've never been in a relationship because then if you see that and your partner's not doing like that level of extreme, you're like, oh, they don't love me. And it's like, no, sweetie, they can't afford a Cartier bracelet. Exactly. Like, and I... you're going to have to pick up Chipotle and like make it romantic and there's nothing wrong oh my god that is just what i was thinking because i have come to the conclusion throughout my relationship is that i'm not a big dinner date person like i love food i'm a big food gal like i don't understand like i i'm i'm an eater alexis and i spend most of our time together like eating a meal or like we'll hang out and make food we literally started this podcast talking about lemons and kale (laughs) and shit like complaining about how expensive food is like I love food, but I have realized that I'm not really into, like, going out to a restaurant, like, for a date. Like, I prefer, like, getting takeout and, like, whatever. So, like, when I see videos of people being, like, going out on, like, a dinner date with my boyfriend, I'm, like, I, like, get jealous and I'm, like, I don't even want to do this. Like, I could do this. I don't want to do this. Yeah, and I think that's, like, I think realizing what you actually want versus, like, looking at other people's relationships and being like, okay, society's telling me I should do this. But it's so much easier to say that. But then when you're like inundated with it, yeah, it's harder to like separate. Cause I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I'm a big, like big dinner date girl. Yeah. Like Trey and I go on actually too many dinner dates. And like part of the reason is we both like to dress up. Like it makes us yeah. very happy. Like I like to put on makeup and like get all cute. I do this with like my girlfriends. Like I just like going out to dinner. Um, and then we go and we get a fancy cocktail and it's like a whole event yeah in itself and i like that but there's other things that people do in relationships i'm like that sounds miserable to me like giving gifts giving gifts like Uh, trey and i didn't get each other christmas gifts this year and a lot of people are like shocked by that but it stresses me out so much because I will get you the wrong gift. You will be disappointed. Like I got him uh, something small no. for Valentine's Day. Yeah. But not like an actual gift because I get people bad gifts and it's not because I'm self-centered. That's a separate <laughs> issue. That's not related to my Is bad Is that what people <laughs> say about bad gift givers? Yeah. I said they can't think of anyone but themselves, but it's like, oh, I just don't, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I don't know what people want. Like, I just need guidance and directions. I, that's not how I show my love. Like I show my love through other ways. And like, I hope people in my life know that I love them, but I'm just so bad at giving gifts and it stresses me out. I don't think I'm, I don't think that I'm bad at giving gifts if I know exactly what the person wants. Um, which really is not giving a gift. It's more like buying what they want yeah um i am not a big giving or receiving gifts person um and we'll get in more into gifts later but like i don't want a cartier bracelet it's my second lowest love language which we're also mine is the it's the lowest for mine 
That's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't like it. Um, but let's talk about our Valentine's Day plans because I feel like, you know, give a little personal touch. Um, so my boyfriend and I are in a medium distance relationship, um, meaning that he lives like an hour, hour and a half away. Medium distance, I like And calling it long distance would be disrespectful. Um, people have tried to tell me like, you're not in a, like, you're not even in a long distance relationship. And I'm like, I've never claimed that. I am like, short to medium distance <laughs> like <laughs> you're like, in a mid distance relationship. literally um so i'm seeing my boyfriend this weekend rather than monday monday is valentine's day but more importantly it's the beanpot championship so you know i'm a busy i'm booked and busy um so on friday we got a hotel room in downtown boston which might be thinking that's like so stupid like you live in boston like why would you pay no y'all's hotel room looks mad nice but i think it'll be really nice it's a nice like change of scenery without having to say like drive really far because i only wanted to get a hotel for one night and i work until two and he has class and then has to drive over so it's like we really don't get that much time in the hotel um but i'm really excited we did like a similar thing on my birthday where we just like got a hotel room and like vibed in there and watched tv it'll just be a nice change of scenery hopefully it'll be i think it's gonna be pretty warm on friday so we'll be able to like check in and then walk around downtown there's this really cute like food hall in td garden that i we just figured out you were there oh yeah it is really cute because the hotel is literally like connected to okay if you try the sushi place in there like let me know i will we'll do (laughs) um so i'm very excited and then after that i don't know just like hang out do whatever we do and then why'd you say it like that like i'm saying after we get out of the hotel oh like for the rest of the weekend like that's all that's my only plan i wasn't making some like innuendo like (laughs) oh i see am i the drama yeah um, my Valentine's on Friday. I'm hanging out with Alexis's roommate without her. Yeah, um, yeah. We I have was... some Valentine's Day plans that I accidentally like didn't invite Alexis to, but like that's on me. Oopsies. But we will be watching a romance movie, making heart shaped cakes, making dinner, little drinks moment. I'm very excited. Um, I hate both of you. <laughs> and then on Saturday, I'm going to a cute little dinner. Oh my god, they called me. The other day, which mm-hmm. I thought it was like someone calling me to tell me I was COVID positive. <laughs> so I was like, hello, even though they're not calling you anymore. She was like, hi, is this Leah Kapoor? And I was like, yes. And she was like, I just wanted to confirm that you know that your reservation's a prefix menu. And I was like, what? I like didn't listen because yeah. I was like waiting for the like your COVID positive message. And then I was like, oh, man. But no, she just wanted me to let me know that it was a prefix menu. Um, but I'm very excited, mostly because I, like, know exactly what I'm getting. And that's just, like, magical. Yeah. You know what I mean? Walking in with a game plan. And then on actual Valentine's Day, all of us are going to bean pot together. And I'm low-key really excited because it's at a much better time. We could all, like, eat dinner together or just, like, eat before. Dude. I saw a video of the BC versus Northeastern game, and that shit was completely full. Yeah, we need to go early. We? Okay. Well, so Trey and I's seats are, like, technically, like, in the student section. Like, we have numbered seats. Yeah. So if we need to be those people, because then we could just be like, these are our seats. Yeah, but then what about me and Kira? Well, we'll just say that you're sitting there. So here's here's the thing. 
on Monday, we went to the BU versus Harvard game, and BU showed out, and Harvard had, like, six people in the office. Harvard had no one. So we were literally yelling at no one. And then Northeastern came and started taunting us, and we started taunting them, even though they were not playing. Yeah, Anyways. so we're playing Northeastern on Monday, and it's going to be spicy. It's going to be so I fun. want us to take, like, cute... I want us to literally... Game's what? 7.30? I will be pre-gaming. I think we should get there at 7. Like, I'm not even joking. I'm going to straight up pre-game. The, oh, the game. I'm pre-gaming the game. No work is happening that night. No. That's, it's just vibes. It's just vibes. Um, But anyways, also Sunday is the Super Bowl and Leah is abandoning me um, with our weekly Euphoria watch to watch the Super Bowl. Also, you and Kira are invited to our little Super Bowl party if you guys want to come. Um, I'm going to pass because I don't like football and it's Euphoria night. Well, I meant if you wanted to come until Euphoria. Are there going to be potato skins? No, there's no food. We're going out to eat before. So why would I... G- the only reason that Super Bowl parties exist is the food. Well, I was going to watch all the ads, but yeah. If you want to come and vibe. Like, if you're making nice drinks, I might come over. I think I was going to get a pack of White Claws. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to help you Can yet. you, like, sauce me one? Yeah. I all thought right. you would just come get lit, drink some White Claws, like, vibe. Okay, yeah, if I... Whatever. Anyway, so no, this weekend is kind of chaotic, and I know it doesn't sound like it because I'm dramatic, but like Friday night, we got Galentine's Day. Well, Alexis isn't invited. Saturday, I got dinner. Alexis is also not invited. Okay, I want to make a point. I have Super Bowl, and Alexis, I, I invited her on record. I want to say, I just, I just do. And then Monday is Bean Pot. No, 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 no. I want to say that the Galentine's Day plans were initiated <laughs> two days ago this is correct i have had my hotel room booked for like three weeks when else would we do it we can't do it sunday at super bowl and we can't do it monday we're hanging out at bean pot so maybe just don't do it no it's happening it's too late we've picked the movie like i don't know how to help you um okay should we kind of talked about our pros and cons of valentine's day i don't really have any other okay the one thing i'll say that i kind of hate about valentine's day which we can go into like Galentine's Day is that like I like the concept of Galentine's Day in like a cutesy way because it's just like cute but I don't like it when it's like sad single women so sad Valentine's Day yeah like I don't think that that's like literally using it as an excuse to make like a heart-shaped cake fine but when it's like let's write out all the reasons we hate men and burn it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> do people do that? I don't know. <laughs> Did you just make that up? I make that up. But I don't know why it was so specific. Um, you know what I mean, though? Like, that's the one thing. I don't like that Valentine's Day makes some people feel bad about themselves. I feel like the thing with Valentine's Day, I'm harping on it since I wasn't invited to the party. Right. Is that I just think that it can be corny like the way that people talk about it it can be like corny and very much like buzzfeed feminism like burning men's names is that what you just said <laughs> yeah <I> said, <laughs> writing everything you don't like about men and then burning it honestly <laughs> i feel like the energy of like heart-shaped things needs to be year-round I let's agree. talk about that i love hearts i love pink and red together i'm wearing my pink ring my heart ring like i love pink and red together i wear pink and red together i think it's such a moment like i think it's i'm annoyed that it's like only on valentine's day um and i will continue to wear it all year round because it makes me feel happy i have so i'm really into like the pink heart-shaped vibe at the moment and 
So I went to Target, tried to get their like heart-shaped ramekin Dutch oven baking dish thing. Wasn't there. Went to Trader Joe's, tried to get heart-shaped pasta and heart-shaped cookies out of stock. Went to Dunkin', tried to get their heart-shaped donuts out of stock. Out of stock. When will I ever win? Never. Um, Another con of Valentine's Day is that it like makes people like try to show off that their relationship is perfect. And I think that's really toxic. That's like kind of what we just talked about. I just, I hate it when people try to act like they're better than you in their relationship because they're doing something that you're not. It really makes me angry. Like you're not that cool. Also when people act like being in the relationship is like the best thing in the entire world for them. Like your relationship's not that interesting to anyone else but you. Sorry, hate to break it to you, bestie. Sorry, babe. Like, Sorry to say it, babe. Your boyfriend is average to everyone else but you. And the sooner... and Unless I'm, he's, like, Idris Elba. Yeah. In which case, like... Like, you... Like, acting like your boyfriend, like, is as cool as sliced bread. Fucking love sliced bread. Like, he's not. You know? Your boyfriend is not the sourdough you think he is. Your boyfriend is Wonder Bread. <laughs> and you need to accept that. Um, should we talk about what makes a good relationship? Should we name some things? So We're also I made not a list. professionals. We are not so I made a professionals. List. I made a list. Okay. Respect. Yes. Emotional and physical support. <laughs> I'm reading exactly what I wrote here. Personal and physical competitive. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the face. This is what I was writing when I was hallucinating in the law building. Yeah, um, I can tell. Actually, I think that the most important thing for me in a relationship, and I think this goes with our like respective love languages. My love language is quality time, so I think comfort is the biggest thing that I need in a relationship, like the ability to be comfortable around someone and be able to spend a lot of time with them. Um, I think I feel like my personality is so bizarre that I need someone that will understand what I say. I agree with that. Do you think I have a bizarre personality? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Um, I think that I agree with Alexis and like, I was going to say, let's do our green flag, red flag, like your number one red flag. Oh, okay. Like the person does this and it's an immediate deal breaker. I'm going to say... My, the first thing that came to mind was mansplaining because I think that although I my boyfriend is very smart and I appreciate that I think that men need to be smart but I hate being talked down to I hate it um especially because my boyfriend and I have very similar interests and he does not mansplain to me like for right. the record but I'm just saying like if he tried to mansplain to me about things that I study like, if he tried to mansplain to me about fucking, like, prison abolition, I think I would, like, literally break up with him immediately. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, my boyfriend also doesn't mansplain to me, but he, like, is a lot chiller than I am. So, you know, like, I don't, that's not really his vibe. But, and we also study very different things. Actually, I appreciate he doesn't mansplain his work to me because I probably still wouldn't understand it. Yeah. Um, that being said, I feel like my number one red flag is someone who's, like, mean. Like, just mean. Okay, I thought of a new one. Red flag, Republican. (laughs) Because I can't... I am such a loyal person. If someone is mean to me when we're fighting... Because you will fight. You will get in disagreements. Yeah. It happens. But if you say 
hurtful things to me i'm incredibly sensitive yeah but i won't put up with it i'll just be like we're done like I, if, you, if you attack like a core insecurity of me we're done i will say red flag republican that is not a joke um in the way that like if someone cannot understand if someone is not politically aware i think is a red flag but also like if they agree with certain things they don't know what um institutional racism is it's gonna be a no green flags for me are i really like it when people take an interest in what i'm interested in even if they're not genuinely interested in that like Trey now sending me news articles because he's like, I think you would find this interesting. I'm like, yeah. that's meaningful to me. Or like when we were walking over, he's like, oh, did you see that Harvard professor that was like accused of sexual yes, assault three times? I did. I, I know, didn't see it. I know you weren't asking me, but no. like I did see it. But like th- those kind of things make, I mean, that doesn't make me happy, but like the reference of material that I care about and that I engage with, if someone like, I don't know, engages, that's a green flag. And then yeah. I would say another green flag is if they obviously like respect you i would say green biggest green flag for me is someone who's an active listener but not an interrupter see it's surprising that we're so close because not only do i not actively listen i constantly interrupt no same but like i am a rambler but maybe it's that's why we have a podcast we can just like vibe get it all out we understand each other but like (laughs) i am a rambler and i like to ramble and i like when people i guess that like goes along with your point like i like when I feel like I'm being genuinely listened to and the person isn't just waiting for their time to speak, which is usually what I'm doing half the time. Okay, um, it's time to insult men. It, it The time has come. Let's insult gifts that men give. <laughs> it's time. I know I was like, gift giving gives me anxiety. I'm so bad at it. I'm so stressed. But any excuse to insult men really um brings me joy. Okay. Number one, heart-shaped jewelry. Let's talk about it. I'm going to say 98% of the time it's bad, 2% of the time it's good. I'm wearing a heart-shaped ring. It's like these pink, light pink and darker pink hearts. And I really like it. I think it's cute. But there's this one heart necklace, and I know you know what I'm talking about. I know you know what necklace I'm talking about. The certain heart-shaped Oh, one. my God. You know what I'm talking about, yes. right? Yes. I'm going to pull it up. Basically, it's ugly. It's and so ugly. The heart-shaped jewelry that men think that women want they don't and oh like, my god I, this exactly yep yep you said it i knew exactly what it was the thing is is there's things that i love in this world like i love jewelry i literally had to take my hoops off to record because these headphones like weirdly hurt my earrings but yet i wear them every time i'm wearing multiple rings i have a necklace on like i'm a big jewelry girl however tread lightly because i'm so particular about my jewelry i would rather just pick it out myself like trey's got please don't give me jewelry yeah trey's got me one piece of jewelry and partly the reason that i like it is like half the money goes to like women in developing countries which like again something i care about so it's less about the jewelry itself and more about like what it represents so just like stop getting women heart-shaped jewelry it's it's also fucking expensive and it's ugly like pick a struggle oh uh, no my. what is it it's a what baseball oh my god it's a heart-shaped baseball made out of crystals what men think women like okay the next one is teddy bears oh okay there's one exception and it's if they're like really small and cute but if it's gonna take up uh, space like in my life okay there's i think there's a few different types i'm gonna 
open up the conversation to all stuffed animals. The like heart or like this the teddy bear holding the heart on its like no, stomach. No. And it says like I love you and like cursive. It's not needed. No. That's like the shit that my dad would get me when I was like eight. You know, because on my parents used to get me Valentine's Day gifts and they don't do that anymore. And I feel like I'm missing out. Oh, yeah. My mom used to get me like roses every Valentine's Day. Yeah. Like my dad used to make me a whole basket on Valentine's Day, an Easter basket. What happened to that? What happened to that narrative? Is that what aging does? Anyways, um, I think like a stuffed animal is a cute gift to get if like your significant other recently went to the zoo. Or is dying. (laughs) (laughs) But like, please... If, if, okay, for full disclosure, my boyfriend and I are not really doing gifts for Valentine's Day. Like, I got him a card. I got him some chocolate. Like, that's the extent of it. Um, but if we were doing gifts and I got him, like, a thoughtful gift and he got me, like, a stuffed, not even, like, a Valentine's Day teddy bear. If he got me, like, a stuffed, what, elephant? I'd be like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) I just don't do it. Like, stop. The next one, and I feel really strongly about this one, is chocolate. I'm pro-chocolate. I'm against chocolate. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Okay. Because I'm very particular about the chocolate that I like. And all the Valentine's Day chocolate is shitty. It's, like, that gross, artificially, like, it's just not good. Like, if you're going to get me some Lindor Bark dark chocolate with the slices of orange in it sure oh my god like the um the oranges Mm -hmm. those chocolate oranges why why are those only around at christmas time like if you're gonna get me something that you know that i'm gonna like yes but also like not to be like i can buy my own chocolate but if i want chocolate i can buy my own chocolate like it just doesn't it's not doing it for me i did get tray chocolate but i this is something i, I also knew. got ricky chocolate but like i he loves lindor truffles and he loves oh my god i got ricky truffles today at target because i thought but about the, 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 the valentine's day wrapped ones that come no. in the little box with the bow oh, oh no i just got in, like a regular bag target yeah. was out of a lot of stuff so i just got from the regular candy aisle but i remembered on saturday when you brought him the truffle oh yeah he was like pumped yeah, so I got him those. He tried to eat mine, and you were like, you need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, that. that's for her. Um, um, okay. No, I... Okay, I will say. Oh, no. I <laughs> am pro... What you saying? Oh, no. <laughs> I just feel like you're about to be wrong. No, 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 no. Like, I am pro chocolate and or food gifts because... Like, my boyfriend and I agreed we weren't doing gifts, but I know he's going to get me flowers, and I don't want to just give him a card. That's exactly why I got the chocolates. That's exactly why I got the chocolate. But I would never, I would never get him one of those like heart-shaped truffle boxes, like as my gift to him. As in, like he's getting me like a nice gift, and I'm like, here's your, you know, discounted chocolate. I almost got Trey the heart-shaped chocolates from what's it called? That the LA verdict because uh-huh. I was there, and those are really nice. So expensive. I looked at the price, and I was How like, how much? It's twenty dollars for mm. like a teeny box. Yeah. And I'd already bought the truffles. Like, if I hadn't bought the truffles at Target, and I spent money on, like, a bag and wrapping paper and a cart. Like, if I had just gotten the heart-shaped thing, then yeah. fine. But no. Okay, last one. Do not get me perfume. Yeah, no. Unless don't... it is Coco Chanel number 5 or Coco Chanel Mademoiselle, don't get me it. Uh, okay. Like... Those are the two cents I wear, and that's it. I just don't... I never want to get a perfume without smelling it, so don't buy me one. What do you think of the number five? I'm wearing it right now. Okay, wait. Let me... Oh, my God. Hold on. It's nice. It's a different scent than I usually go for. Okay, mini rant. I bought perfume. I bought this, like, 
trial perfume set and i love the smell but it does not last oh i put see. it on i put it on two hours ago still on my wrist wait hold on Nothing. That's that's just my I hand soap. Yeah. So, um, anyways, don't get perfume. What we do want, flowers. flowers. If you don't get me flowers, I will. I kill will myself. walk you to the store and pick out the most expensive bouquet. It doesn't even have to be like one of those like Valentine's Day like expensive ass bouquets. Like I'm fine with any flowers. Get people flowers more. Like, if someone brings me flowers, the amount of joy that it brings me, even, like, cheap flowers. Can we normalize um, getting each other flowers just casually? Yeah, we need to start. Honestly, like, next time you invite me over for dinner, I'll just bring over some flowers. Oh, my God. That would be so cute. Like, you know how people do that when they're going to a dinner party? They bring, we like, need flowers. to start getting each other flowers. Like, actually. flowers and a actually, bottle of wine. Actually, the change of narrative is that, like, I'm going to start coming over with, with flowers. flowers yeah that's gonna be the expectation okay perfect it's like you show up it's gonna be like in those movies where people show up to a dinner party with flowers and a bottle of wine oh, i love it when people do that if that's not what you're bringing you're not coming you're not oh cute card yeah like i really like something thoughtful like thoughtfully written mm-hmm. like not just like happy valentine's day i love you yeah no but like my boyfriend and i we do like straight up like love letters but like in a card format so, so i cute. i went to the Brookline booksmith and i got him this like really cute card it has like it's like a it's like the night sky and then it's like two people laying and then they're point one of them was pointing at a star and it says like it's always been you on the front or like something like that it's so cute and i got him one from the same like brand i guess for his birthday and he really loved it so i found it and i was so excited and it's just blank on the inside and i like Right, like a five-paragraph essay in there. I got Trey a card that has a dinosaur on it, like a little T-Rex. And it says, I love you this much. And his arms are really short. <laughs> and then on the inside, it says, well, you get the idea. <laughs> I thought it was, like, really cute. That is cute. Um, if you are, like, if you make me something homemade and it's bad, I will still cry about it. Because the thought of someone making something homemade for me, like, even if it's terrible. But, like, what do you mean, like? like homemade chocolates yeah like if someone baked me cookies and they tasted like shit i wouldn't even care because they went through the time and energy to bake me cookies oh those scones that kira made are so good we still have one in the fridge i really liked them okay i want to talk about our love languages okay we have similar ones both of our number one is quality time yes what is your number two okay so my number two was words of affirmation same my number three was acts of service. Then it Same. was physical touch. Then it was giving or receiving gifts. My, I, my last two are the opposite. So I'm going to argue. Touch I'm going to argue with my results because I think physical touch should be number two. There is nothing I love more than being hugged by my boyfriend. Literally no one else. I... So I will say this about physical touch. Mine is like 7% or whatever. It's really low. Yeah. Which I like to snuggle. Like, I don't know why it's so yeah, low. Yeah, you are a snuggler. Like, I'm a snuggly person, but I think it's a lot of the questions were like, when my partner hugs me in public, I feel like a lot of them had like the in public caveat. And I'm such a private person with that stuff that I think it doesn't like, I swear 
Trey and I, like, when we're in public, I swear to God, you would not know we were dating. I feel like. Except for the fact that, like, we're together in a date-like atmosphere. Like, in, like, the Nespresso store. Like, <laughs> That's you what know. I'm saying. Like, I feel like we don't give off date-like energy. Like, you and Ricky give off strong we're dating energy. Yeah. Not in, like, a bad way. Just, like, in a, like, you know what I mean? Like, you see them and you're like, oh, they're a couple. I will say when I was when Trey and I went to brunch, there was like an ethnic man that was brown standing next to me who was like about my age, and they were like, "Okay." They pointed to us and they were like, "Your table's ready." And I was like, "I'm actually with him." <laughs> and Trey was just like, I, "He was like, I don't like people don't think we're dating." Is my whole point. Here's my thing about PDA. I think if we're on a scale of one is like not even touching, ten is having full on sex in public. I'm at, like, a five. <laughs> okay, I don't think you're at a five. No, a five is, like, I I hold hands. We'll hold hands. Not really hug, because, like, I don't know why we'd be hugging in public. We are not those people that, like, in the Chipotle line are, like, hugging each other, because I think that's just, like, kind of weird. But, like, we hold hands. We don't really kiss in public, to be honest, because of the masks, and also, like, why would we be kissing in public? Maybe I'm lower than I thought I was. What do you think I am on the scale? Uh, one. What? Not a one. I do PDA things. You weren't even sitting next to Trey at the Beanpot game. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I was sitting between. No, like, I really, guys, I really don't do PDA. Uh, we will sometimes hold hands for short periods of time. That, that's all I can think of. Well, like, okay, do you consider in a car to be public? Yes. Because, like, I like I will, like, lay on his arm while he's driving. Oh, yeah, see, I, I never did that. Like, I'll, like, driving. hold his hand, like, obviously. Like, but, like, he was driving in Mexico when we were a little stressed, so I don't know. <laughs> like, we've effect. kissed in the car before. Yeah, I would consider that public. Like, I feel like, like, I ran into him today, and I haven't seen him in, like, a, two days or whatever, because he's, like, done. Oh, no. He's been waking up at 5 a.m. Two days. Man's is not doing okay. Um, you literally saw him Monday night, so it's been, like, a day. Okay, whatever. It's felt like a while. I'm codependent. Um, and, like, we saw each other, and I, I don't think we touched. <laughs> I don't think. No, he gave me a quick hug. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, like... Like, I know my hatred for PDA is not normal. Like, I understand that in theory. It's also difficult because... So, my boyfriend and I started dating in October of 2020. Like, very much in the pandemic. Like, you know, there's, like, pandemic babies. Like, we are a pandemic couple. So, we honestly haven't been in public together that much. Also, because we are such homebodies as a couple. Like, we are very much, like, lay-in-bed couple. So, like, I don't... Like... I'm really trying to think, like, when have I really been in public with my boyfriend for extended periods of time? The last thing I'll say is I feel like it's interesting because, like, we'll hold – like, let's say we were, like, walking to Newberry. We'll hold hands for a little bit, and then we stop holding hands because, like, it just gets uncomfortable. <laughs> you know the vibes? Um, but, like, oh if you and Ricky were there, we wouldn't hold hands. Why? But Ricky and I would be holding hands. Yeah, but it, it wouldn't happen. Like, it, it's never in front of other people. Like, if you were with me when I saw him today, he probably wouldn't have given me a hug. You guys are fucking weird. <laughs> but because we were alone. You guys are bizarre. 
Like, I just don't get it because I... Alexis has seen Trey and I kiss approximately once. I don't think I've ever seen you guys kiss. That one time when we were in that, like, frat basement. Oh, yes. But that doesn't count. That's an alternate universe. You guys were, like, drunk. And I just, like, turned around. (laughs) That story is so funny. We need to stop. We need to shut up. So why don't you... And also stop talking. (laughs) Yeah. So what have we learned today? Shut up and start talking about why heart-shaped jewelry will forever and always be ugly. But heart-shaped foods need to be around year-round. Thank you and good night.